Uh, this is the Theology Matters podcast. I'm here today with Willem Dries, who is a philosopher of the humanities and of religion, a former academic dean and member of the Royal Holland Society of Sciences and Humanities, and we're proud to say also a, a CTI member who's been at CTI a number of times, uh, most recently to write the book that we're discussing today. A recent publication is What Are the Humanities For?, which was recently published by Cambridge University Press and which, Vim, you, you wrote in part in 2019 when you were in residence at CTI. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. Yes, and thank you to CTI because it really gave the opportunity to work on a first draft of the book. Maybe just to begin, talk a bit about your background that led you to writing this book. I know you're very interdisciplinary. You've worked in a number of fields and all that background, how that fed into writing this book. Yes, thank you. Uh, yes, no one studies the humanities. Uh, one always studies something more specific. And I actually started with physics outside of the humanities. Uh, I moved, I studied theology or religious studies thereafter. I moved into discussion on religion and science. Uh, so I often had discussions that were either about the nature of science, the philosophy of science type of issues, or about theology and religious studies which is, of course, also kind of tension between personal engagement and more academic distance. So uh, I, at some point, received a chair in philosophy of religion. Actually, in 2001, my first day of teaching was September 11th that year, mm -hmm. uh, which was an interesting moment for thinking about religion in this world. But now uh, in a public university, so that was thinking about religion, but uh, in a kind of philosophical way rather than uh, in a church-related uh, theological way. Well, that school of theology was small, not too many students, and it merged with um, at Leiden University in the Netherlands with uh, arts, languages, history, uh, philosophy. They were separate units. And so it became a very large school of humanities. And I became vice dean for the education side of it. So I was also responsible for Chinese and art history and all kinds of disciplines, which was uh, interesting. Of course, you don't know much about all those different disciplines. And so we had Leiden had a typical humanities profile. There were about 80 languages that were somewhere taught in the program, both living and, and dead languages, and a lot of history, deep history, and so on. So that's typical, the image of the humanities. Uh, a few years later, I moved to another university as Dean of School of Humanities, but they didn't have languages, they didn't have history, and I was teaching, uh, well, no, I, I became Dean, but I had to think, what are the humanities like in this school? It's not languages, it's not history, but it's think about cultural studies, about human uh, activity, uh, about communication, language in that sense. Uh, so that was a new challenge to think about the humanity. So I moved, in a sense, from physics to theology and religious studies to philosophy. Uh, and with that, also more into administration. Mm -hmm. uh, and that was the background that I brought to this book. You know, kind of culminating in all that, what were some of your objectives in writing the book? And maybe along the way, talk a bit about your philosophy of what the humanities are. Yes. Uh, so my objectives... Well, one was just personal, trying to think through uh, the experiences I had in the humanities, 
uh, representing the school of humanities in a wider university. So part of it is also political, defending the humanities mm. in society, but also in a university where the board might be inclined more towards uh, either business type of topics or uh, science, technology, engineering type of topics. And the humanities are not always, uh, well, seen for their uh, character and their contribution to the university. So there's a kind of university politics side to it, but it's also kind of intrinsic effort to, to think through, well, is it just an umbrella uh, overarching in the university because you need some organization or do we have something, um, well, across the humanities without being too specific about boundaries, but across the humanities that we share. And so building also our internal coherence within schools of humanities. And my focus there has been in this book to think, well, what we do in the humanities is thinking about humans, uh, very trivial, but it's uh, not uh, just an external perspective, but it's humans studying humans. And that may be um, studying others or engaging others. There's a human hermeneutical dimension of, of learning their languages, but also trying to understand how they see the world. And there is also an element of self-reflection, say in philosophy or also history might be self-reflection. Uh, where, where did we come from? Who are we? And of course, discussion on theology are also about our own identity. So there's this uh, understanding of others and there is this self-evolving side of the humanities. And there is the ambition to, to acquire knowledge, to have knowledge, say, of languages, grammar, and so on, that is objective knowledge. So there's a kind of threefold side. There is the, the engagement with others. There is the self-reflective side, uh, developing, well, think through one's, one's values, one's way of reasoning. And there is the ambition to have knowledge about human culture, uh, human behavior in a wide sense. Absolutely. Maybe speak a bit about, you know, one of the things you talk about a lot in the book and that you're perfectly placed to discuss is the role of theology amongst the humanities. And you, you, you write a lot historically about how that developed, you know, initially in Europe, theology was, was kind of more of a professional faculty oriented toward the church. As it developed, it, it started to become more cons amongst the, the other humanistic disciplines, but maybe talk a bit about uh, its role, both historically and today. Yes. So theology, of course, is a label that can be used in many ways, but as you say, the historic side is that theology, medicine, and law were the kind of, of professional schools alongside a, a generic philosophy uh, school. And in the 19th century, I think that later one, well, developed, became more specific in terms of natural sciences and of humanities in the European universities. But theology for a long time still had a separate position and it still has in many countries, uh, for instance, Germany, uh, there are really schools of Protestant theology, Catholic theology. In the Netherlands, after the time of Napoleon, there was a sense of a separation of church and state. And so the university, in a sense, could not be uh, serving a particular church uh, up to that moment. And it continued to, uh, up to the second half of the 19th century. Universities were training ministers for the Dutch Reformed Church. And all professors were uh, former ministers of that church. 
so there was a, a close link between a public university and a particular church, and that was considered inappropriate. So at that point, uh, public universities kept the name theology, but moved to make it more religious studies. Uh, and one of the inventions was history of religions, studying in a sense all religions. And another invention was to replace dogmatics or systematic theology by philosophy of religion, a kind of philosophical discourse where you engage the ideas and the arguments and, and the problems, uh, but you're not bound to a particular confessional uh, framework of a particular church. So that that's how theology developed in a sense uh, that it becomes more part of the humanities, either by being history or by becoming more philosophical. And of course, nowadays also psychology, sociology of religion, mm -hmm. um, more uh, social science type of, of efforts as well. Uh, mm -hmm. But theology still attracts students because they are interested not just in history, but they are also interested in what do I think about this? Uh, mm -hmm. What's my view? What's my identity? Uh, so there's this uh, self-involving element that I see as, as typical of, of humanities, or at least parts of humanities, um, also in this study of religion in theology. But there's also the kind of objective ambition to understand without uh, affirming it, without saying, well, that's my tradition, just to, to have knowledge about what others do or practice. Hmm. I mean, that, and that, in a sense, is one of the distinctive traits, as you argue, of the humanities and by implication of theology is that self-involving. It's not purely an external outsider view studying others uh, as if one is not involved, but actually thinking through those ideas, seeing if they can be sort of committed to by, by, by oneself. Yes. Uh, so one of the issues is always how did that do you see the natural sciences, which is a kind of widely accepted as model of knowledge and the humanities, are they similar, are they dissimilar? And I try to say both. I say they're similar in the sense that there's something to be known and you try to do that as good as you can, for instance, about languages and about historical events and whatever. Uh, it's not free from that kind of, of ambition, but for the humanities, there's a second dimension, which is this more pers personal dimension because it's about other humans and it's about ourselves, our own arguments, our own identities. Uh, so when people study literature, of course you may be very academic, take academic distance, but you also engage literature in a sense, what does it say about life or, or history? Uh, well, it may be very objective, but history is also done from the present and all, often with a an eye on the present to, to make a case for a particular way of understanding ourselves. So it's not just philosophy, it's also other disciplines that have this, this personal side alongside the more, well, academic distance, scholarly ambition. One of the things I like about the book is that while you talk about how, while there is this sort of trait, you know, into the 19th century, into the 20th, of moving from a kind of, at least in, in the theology side, moving from a more insider dogmatic perspective focused on the church to a more external explanatory sociological approach to religion. Uh, even, even while there's that kind of general uh, move, 
there's a lot of diversity amongst countries. So you talk about the differences between the Netherlands and Germany uh, and then a big difference with the United States and so on. So maybe speak a bit to that. Yes, even within the Netherlands, actually. So mm-hmm. I will speak about public universities, but a, a few decades later, there were also uh, more church-related universities. The Free University in Amsterdam was founded from within the Dutch Reformed tradition mm-hmm. and Nijmegen, the Radboud University from within the Catholic tradition. Mm-hmm. And they, they are far more, um, well, clearly um, not having this, this distinction between academic profile and, uh, well, theology as a kind of supplementary uh, training for the church, but it's more, more integrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas the state university separated more the academic and then the training for the church. Does yes, that does uh, that go all the way down to the present day, or, or has that even not changed in the subsequent uh, years? It, it goes on to the present day, but mm-hmm. uh, but it changes in, in practice. Of uh, well, faculty in the different universities often do the same kind of thing, same biblical studies, which is kind of sensitive area. Uh, the historical approach to biblical text is also found at confessional universities. Is not just in public universities. So they're not that different in practice, but there are some of those differences have continued to the present. Or actually, uh, all the training for the church now is basically within a church-related institutions where church churches have a say on appointments and, and those kind of things. Uh, the public universities now have more or less all moved to religious studies rather than theology. Maybe that's uh, one of the sort of penultimate question I want to ask and then get to a final question is, what do you see as the role of theology in the university? Should it uh, be moved to a more religious studies, objective sort of sense of let's study religions as uh, historical sociological phenomena, or is there a role for a more theological normative, whatever term you want to say, a more insider view of looking at the actual truth of theological beliefs? Um, both, I think. Uh, I think it's it's naive to, in our time, to deny the kind of challenges of of historical knowledge about the Bible, for instance, or about other facets of religious life. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether you are in a public university or in a seminary or a confessional school, mm-hmm. um, so there is this objective side, a religious studies type of side. Um, academic scholarship, uh, but uh, but the the why do do we engage those things and why do humans engage in those things? It's both levels, both the the object and also the the students and faculty is because we are interested in the topics and and not just interested in a very uninvolved way, but we are interested because they are important to us as well. In that sense, I think theology, like some other subjects like ethics, is a kind of dual project. You try to make a good case in the public sphere, but you are also someone who brings his or her identity into the discussion and is informed and, in a sense, maybe transformed by what you are studying. We've discussed quite a bit about theology and religion, and that does play a big role in your book. But of course, your book is is on a broader topic of the humanities in general. And maybe sort of as the, the, the final part of this discussion, let's talk about that. 
at least in the United States, you know, the humanities are really in many ways, or at least perceived to be uh, under threat in a lot of ways of declining enrollment. Students are afraid to major in the humanities. Uh, They have fewer majors, fewer courses, fewer professors in the humanities. And it really, a lot of people think there's just a a general challenge to to the field. Uh, Do you share that concern and and how would you respond to it? Uh, Yes, I I do share some of that, but I I don't think that that is, should be overstated. I think there is, well, there is a a persistent public interest in many issues of the humanities, like history, Uh, books on history do very well on the general market. And I do think that there is a kind of social value to the humanities. We see it, for instance, in, in European funding issues on migration or other issues, that there is always also a kind of humanities component to it, because in order to deal well with those issues and climate change too, and other major issues, it's good to know about humans and how how humans see themselves in relation to those problems. It's not just uh, a, an engineering problem or, or things like that. So I quote actually someone who does a much longer argument that for instance, many of the future jobs in a uh, technology driven type of society, uh, especially of course, uh, internet and the like, uh, are not just about technology, but are about humans and technology. How do we use those technologies? And I think that kind of issue is a, a modern version of the humanities as well, engaging modern digitalization, globalization, and, and cultural issues that arise in that context. So I do think that there is a, well, a market in a sense for, for our students. I also see that students in general do find jobs. Maybe uh, not always precisely in what they've been doing. Say someone studies uh, French language and literature, a few become teachers of French, uh, but some others end with publishers or in other roles where they could have studied something else, but they do bring their their general skills and their reflective capabilities into the wider cultural social setting and are useful and, and find their way on the on the job market. So I'm not too pessimistic about the job market or the economic value, but I also think that the humanities are important just because of what they do. It's not only uh, useful, but it's also more intrinsic because it's it's typically of humans to think about how humans uh, think and how humans believe and how others and and oneself operates in this world. Well, Vim, I think that is a good note to end on. I really enjoyed this conversation and very much enjoyed reading your book, What Are the Humanities For?, published by Cambridge University Press. Uh, Thanks so much for discussing it with me today. Thank you very much for this opportunity.